0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Defy the Norm podcast. Today's Saturday, uh, July 11th, I believe, and uh, I'm doing a solo cast. It's been a while since I since I sat down and did this and just reflected on where I'm at on my journey, and uh, I wanted to kind of dive into one of the many things I'm contemplating right now, and that's uh, what I would refer to as my soul schooling brand. The the girls talk to me a lot, Gabby and Isabel talked to me a lot about um, mom, you don't actively promote homeschooling or you don't have your own brand about how to homeschool and you know what you've done for us has been so unique. It's so different. And I really don't think many people are talking about it in the homeschooling realm. I honestly just don't have enough time to get to to everything. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about if I had time to market a homeschooling program, this is what I would market and uh, see if it provides a little bit of inspiration, motivation, uh, maybe just something to contemplate Whether you have kids in school right now, or you're homeschooling already, or you know friends or family that are struggling with the school system, or their current homeschooling um, program that they're using, then hopefully this helps you. So let's get into it. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box. Dream big and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm Podcast with Nomads with a Purpose. All right, so homeschooling. I uh, I started homeschooling my kids from the get-go. Like it wasn't, I have told the story that Danny was three. I sent him to preschool and I just assumed that's what everybody does. So that was the right thing. And it took a whole like month before I realized this is dumb. This makes no sense. My son hates it. There's no real benefit here. I kind of like hanging out with him. And really that's what started um, th- just the way I've chose to raise my kids from the get-go is that I wanted to have kids that I liked, that I like hanging out with, that that doesn't mean like I'm the yes mom. By any means, I am not that. I'm extremely strict about certain things. But I wanted it to be like, I really loved hanging out with my husband. So we created a business together, even though he had no idea about teaching gymnastics. I would just went with the instinct. The feeling I wanted to create with was, I want to be around you a lot. I want to hang out with you. And then when we had kids, it was the same thing. Like, I really love having kids. I didn't, I never had that attitude of, oh, my kids are so overwhelming. I need a break for them, from them. If you struggle with that, that's okay. That's that's totally normal. We only I have an abnormal uh threshold I realize for how much I can put on my plate or my ability to adapt on the fly. I don't expect everybody to operate that way, especially with how much I know about personality typing now. You know, I, I it's just part of my skill set. Other things are not part of my skill set. So, with with that, I started homeschooling very young and At the time, you know, I had by the time I I, crack up when people tell me, um, oh, I'm homeschooling my five year old. And I think like I I was there. I was totally there. All right. Danny's five. We're starting kindergarten. Okay, I got to get him reading fast and needless to say. Uh, the universe uh, teaches you lessons in amazing ways. And Danny took forever. I don't, I don't even think he really was a capable reader until at least seven. Gabby, on the other hand, was reading at three. And it was just such a quick lesson in like, yeah, you can set an intention for something, but sometimes your kids just aren't wired for it. And Uh, I tried for quite a few years to stay extremely regimented and I'd compare myself to what the school system said they should be at. And I'd probably compare myself and beat myself up for um, having kids that were behind their peers or I'd let my ego get carried away by having some things where my kids were ahead of their peers. They were really advanced in math. And I would feel so proud of myself. Like I have the smartest kids because they are like two years ahead in math. And if you know anything about me now, I don't even school, um, Jiraiya and Tati in any traditional method anymore. So I've come a long way in my, my thinking in, I, I definitely was regimented. The first, oh, gosh, even when we lived in the Ks, which was like 2013 and 2014, and Danny would have been in high school, and Gabby was probably about ninth grade then. Isabel was probably fifth grade. Jariah was considered probably third or second. I don't know, somewhere around there. And I, I mean, I remember every Sunday sitting down at the computer and writing out the curriculum for the week. And while it was really good to have certain workbooks or assignments that um, kept them focused, because the hardest part about choosing to homeschool is is that you have to help nurture your kids' ability to entertain themselves for so long. And if you're doing it in a house... Uh, that's hard. I mean, it's the only reason I think that we ended up uh, moving all the way away from traditional schooling uh, curriculum into more of an unschooling was because we were traveling all the time. And then we had other stimulus to uh, use for curriculum, you know, if you're at a national park or just interacting in Europe and ordering bread or wherever you're, you're traveling to, it, it provided curriculum, but being in a house that I'm not going to, pretend that it's not hard to um, abandon all workbooks. But so it, it serves a purpose. There's absolutely room for kids need to be able to read, write, do some basic math in their head. Um, is there a need these days for precalculus, algebra two, things like that? You can decide. I personally don't see it at this point. Um, so I, we, we've kind of gone the spectrum of discipline, staying, staying with these ridiculous standards. I think it was a real big blessing when Common Core came out. I looked at it in one second. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. We're not doing that. Um, if uh, logic happens to be something that you're really passionate about, I think using your own logic to decide what what works for you is great. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about what, what the priority of homeschooling should be about. And I'm soul schooling. And, you know, we're very passionate about understanding personality type because we're all different and we're all unique. And the world needs us to be that way. We have to embrace whatever weirdness that that makes us us. And we have to become really in love with who we are. And another element of homeschooling for me has always been be who you want your kids to be. If I'm active, if I'm playing sports or exercising. I expect to lead by example. That doesn't mean I tell my kids you have to, but I now, I am going to provide opportunities for them to at least test it out. Okay? They don't have to. For a long time before I surfed, I played soccer. It didn't mean that my kids had to play soccer. One did, the others didn't. Uh, whatever element it is, when it's eating healthy, like you have to eat healthy. That doesn't mean you have to eat just broccoli and grass-fed beef that I do. Hey, if you want to do some free-range pork today and some cauliflower, great. There's a constancy of what healthy food is, but there's room to give in there. So there are some things that you're leading by example that you're absolutely saying like, hey, you have to read today, but I don't care what you read. Hey, you have to give a presentation, but I don't care. Give me the presentation as a video. Give me a presentation as uh, an essay, whatever form. Give it to me as a podcast. Um, So there's that element of you have to be creative. You have to be hardworking. You have to be um, pursuing self-growth. All those things do happen in our day, but the way in which we we let our kids nurture that is different or um, develop that is different. So, soul schooling. We really spent a lot of time, uh, let's see, once we started traveling is really when I recognized that that was where my passion li- lied. And s- the first one is like self-discovery. I, I know in... Earlier years, I would say, you know, go ahead, you know, choose what you want to read or choose what, um, you know, if you prefer history or science, pick pick one, whatever you want of that. But it got a little deeper when we started learning about personality types. And I recognized that, oh, you're an INTJ, you need more NI stuff. And, you know, on this app that we're launching, I have a section about this, how cognitive function plays such a role in understanding how your kids learn, how they process uh gabby's ni dominant isabel is ti dominant that means thinking introverted so how she has to have so much more hands-on learning than than say gabby uh danny is si dominant so he needed so much more uh workbooks and uh he needed that where he's researching things Uh, Let's see. Tatiana is, I'm pretty sure, SE dominant. So uh, it was, again, she needs a little bit more hands-on, engaged in the world. I've learned very painfully, slowly, not fast enough how much it has to be zero criticism. It has to be very, I have to control the, the, uh, excuse me, options you can do A, B, or C, but there can be zero criticism from me on like, mm, is A really the best thing for you? It just has to be, yes, that's amazing. Uh, and then Jiraiya is any. It's like cri- so many, so many ideas that seem to make no sense. But with time, I've learned that, hey, this is going to work out to be a good formula. If I had Jiraiya learn the way Danny learns, he would just be completely frustrated all the time. So understanding that S is self, understanding the self. And this is where be who you want your kids to be. This is where if you're mirroring this journey of self, you know, let's say you are completely new to homeschooling. You're like, I, I, I just don't want my kids getting any uh, anything put in their body that I am not comfortable with. I am not sending them back to school this year. I just want to to nurture my kids, but I have no idea where to start. And so understanding this sense of self-journey, figuring out who I am as a parent, and then mirroring that with your kids is huge. That can be your entire year curriculum. And uh, I say it often, I have crazy instincts on some of these things that like, I think that will absolutely serve them in the new earth we are moving towards. You might not see it this year, Things might get really hard this year and you think like, oh, why why is this so important? But if you can just go on that personal journey of who am I, what makes me unique, what do I love about myself and ingrain that in kids, uh, you're giving them a skill set that will be unstoppable later. And so what that looks like kind of starts with... um, First, at the simplest one, actually testing your Enneagram correctly. It seems like everybody tests incorrectly. Uh, we do have a new video on that's going on the app to help people test. But like really, really understanding what that core desire is. Uh, next week, I'm hoping Victor will do the Awaken. I know he will do the Awaken Wednesday with me because uh, I want him to share how powerful it's been when he he's wrapped his head around like, oh, yeah. I'm a type 2 and affirmation or approval uh, is is absolutely the driving force. It would be it it would be crazy for me personally to think that control is not the driving force behind almost everything I do. But that doesn't mean we get rid of that. It's just the awareness of knowing that that's what's driving us. Uh, completely changes how your interaction is in that space. So when you know, like, oh, here I go, I'm going for fun again. This is me going for fun again. Awesome. Or this is me avoiding negative emotions. Whatever it is, you know, if you're if you're that type nine, and you're like, oh, here it goes, I'm avoiding conflict. I need to be able to recognize that I'm avoiding conflict and then come at it a different way. Uh, first with compassion for myself, like, it's okay. Conflict is not something I like. So whatever your Enneagram is, it really does help if you are straight up with yourself. Um, I think we recorded or we're recording today another video on this on Making Mindfulness Fun YouTube because I just can't believe how many uh, mistypes with certain numbers like a one, a six and an eight. You have so many similarities, but there is a really big difference. If I think I'm loyalty driven, but I'm really perfectionist driven, it makes a difference. Um, And then once you, that one helps, then we go to layer two of understanding your cognitive function, which really means understanding your MBTI, your Myers-Briggs typing indicator, because then it helps us set up for our our day. And remember, this is all going to come back to your kids too. Like if you know you have a child that loves being a type two helper, nurturing that need of worthiness is going to be really important and then helping them you know if they're SI dominant they are going to need uh, workbooks more or if they're TI dominant they're going to need a lot more hands-on experiences because once we identify that sense of self oh I'm this and I I won't even go into it too much on uh, for today but you know last Wednesday the girls and I talked about natal charts And I've gone so far as, like I know all my kids' Enneagrams, I know their functions, but I start just looking at their Lilith and their North Node now and go, okay, how can I help them overcome this? Or at the the very least, how can I help them? Uh, Let's rephrase that. How can I control their ability? (laughs) Since, you know, type eight, control first. How can I nurture their ability to work through this? How can I provide them opportunities? How can I have dialogues that help us notice where they're at? Um, as we get better at understanding ourself, then we get better at helping our, their, our kids understand their self. I mean, this, that in and of itself is a huge shift from your daily routine of, I got to be at school at this time. I got to make sure the lunches are packed. I got to make sure they have a good breakfast. Did they make their beds first? I mean, we're talking a powerful shift in mindset to go from that to just breathe just breathe, let them watch an extra show if they need to for in the morning, like sit down and make breakfast together, have organic dialogue about like, what are you thinking about? You know, wh- oh, why does that interest you? you know, that That's the difference. That's what our days look like just right there before 10 a.m. The structure of our day for the last 20 years. It, it It's never had that necessity to be responsible to some Other outside force that's telling us that this by being responsible to showing up at school at time and getting the homework done and doing the assignments and checking all the boxes is going to make you happy one day or successful one day. It doesn't work. Okay. And so you you pull back if you're thinking of homeschooling, or even if you already homeschool and you just start with just breathe. Just breathe. Who am I? How am I feeling? What's my body feel like today? What am I thinking? What's my child thinking? You know, what, what would make them really excited? How can we come together as a team, which I'm going to get to in you, in the unity part? So we have this sense of self and we're providing an opportunity for discovering that sense of self. Okay, it takes a lot of space in your day. It takes space in a conversation to, to start to hone in on who am I? What do I love about myself? What do I want to improve about myself? Okay. and then the O is like really owning that. I mean, not to not to say that we don't own it, when we, but I I really do think at first we go, oh, I'm a Type Eight, I'm a control freak, or I'm I'm really strong. Everyone perceives me as really strong, but really I have to just be more vulnerable. I mean, really, like think about what it feels like to sit in that space, and for someone who's like sat in that space for years, I'm still, still working on owning that. It, it still means that I sit down in meditation or breath work and feel those thoughts come up that like, I'm too much. The world can't take me. I'm too much. What are they going to think of me? What are they going to say? What if I get rejected? What if, um, what, you know, all those, all those questions and also being able to like really look inside at your soul and be like, yeah, you know what? Your intentions are good. You're good. Do more of this. I don't know anybody who doesn't struggle, even if you've been practicing mindfulness and meditation for a really long time. I think everybody still has those, those feelings of doubt or that little tiny struggle of completely owning how beautifully unique you are. So we're trying to simultaneously as parents, teachers, mentors to our kids, completely owning that in ourselves. And when I know because my, I just had a birthday and my kids wrote me these incredible cards and to hear it come from them made this idea of like mom thank you so much you just completely own who you are and I'm struggle with that and I see that you do it and I think well no, no no I don't I don't own it I totally struggle with it too but but they're seeing that I'm stepping into that space and I'm thinking man when they tell me that it makes me go like oh maybe I should step into that space a little bit more maybe I could be a little bit braver maybe I could work on a little bit more confidence Maybe I could have more clarity in who that is. And so as we practice this first level of self-awareness, identifying the self, we go step two, we're going to work on owning the self. Now, from a curriculum standpoint, that is absolutely sacral chakra, creative expression. Give your kids so many opportunities for self-expression find, you know, Isabel has more resources than you need, but she has so many activities for kids' mindfulness that are, we call it kids' mindfulness, but it truly is owning your sense of identity, finding those creative outlets where, yeah, maybe it starts in something like painting or singing or writing poetry or or maybe journaling, or, but but then it usually goes deeper into Um, (laughs) Jiraiya, has this, uh, you know, he used to want to be, um, sorry, have a food truck. And now he's like thinking of this cooking class that he wants to launch on the app, uh, with his brother and his dad. And then he spends all his time brainstorming, uh, his creative ideas and his any gets carried away and brings in some pretty random things, but somewhere in there, it finds, finds some balance and we'll see how it how it develops, but letting them go from, oh my gosh, this is so crazy to, you might have an actually a good idea right there. Let's let's see if we can go a little further with that. So it, it's gonna look different for every kid, for every family, depending on your circumstance, but looking at it from uh, maybe a little more of an entrepreneurial standpoint in saying, okay, well, the school system is trying to fit me in as a cog into a predefined role that, whatever, doctor, nurse, teacher, lawyer, um, you know, there's so many things it, that's going to change. That's not going to exist in 10 years. Okay. creativity. most jobs are going to be creativity based. And so you want to be able to own your child's unique sense of self through creativity think about it in terms of like, if they were going to own a small little niche that just defines them, what would that look like? Okay. And then uh, like in my homeschooling course, I talk about different ways you can, you know, technology can make that uh, so much easier, right? We have all these, all these amazing apps, all these between YouTube and there's so many decentralized social medias that are, that are going to emerge through all of this, that don't worry about like what that exact job looks like. Just keep pulling out all those talents, all those passions, okay? all their unique perce- uh, perspectives. Then we get to you. And I do think this is, uh, we went to the Freedom Festival yes. Uh, sorry, last week and I had a lot of wonderful, wonderful souls come up to me and I'm like, wow, your family, there's something different about them. You're doing such a great job. And I didn't. I tried not to let my ego get carried away. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I stopped. Stopped and thought instead, like, why? What makes what makes it different? It's it's unity consciousness. It is absolutely yes. There was this sense of you're so unique, you're so special, but not in a millennial way. Like you're still a dumbass if you don't remember to dry the dishes and put them in the right drawer. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, that does happen in our house. That that is spoken. Judge me, um, but but there is this element of unity consciousness. We are in this together. And even before we lived in an RV, that was absolutely the centerpiece of our family. You can be, you can have your approach to this, but we're all pulling together to create di- make dinner. You want to eat? You better chop some vegetables. You did you like that dinner? You want to eat again next week or tomorrow? You better wash the dishes. Things like that this we're I'm not a slave to you. We are in this together as a team. We have common goals. Now it did help when we started traveling to have a tangible thing because sometimes it's hard. Think about if you live in a really nice house because we did for a long time, huge 3,000 square foot house. And I used to think like, okay, I'm especially they were younger at the time, but I used to think like, I spent so much time organizing and reorganizing. And then I remember thinking like, why my kids could care less how what the house looks like if i'm going to put this on them and and say you guys need to clean up and make it look this way because it because i value what the aesthetics like how my house looks if somebody comes over well i can get myself into trouble with that so i had to create some space where i'm like this is my space where i want to i want it to look a certain way i want it organized i was a, my te was very dominant there i needed it to be to just be organized in my head. And now, and then you guys have your space. Like if you want your room to look that way, you know, that's fine. Usually they didn't because if you're modeling like, well, this helps me feel feel better having it organized in this fashion. But Danny, he's he did not. His organization was totally different and he's TE somewhat. His second function's TE too. And his TE function, that's thinking extroverted if you're in uh, MBTI, his, his look totally different, but I had to give him that space, even though I wanted to step in and control that space. Um, it was just, he had to have everything like lined up and spread out across his room. Uh, you know, and other kids were way more organized. Tatiana is a slob, quite honestly, but I have to just let that be until she got to a point where she valued it. Okay, we can't, There, there's this unity consciousness where for big things, we're in it together. But then there's certain things that you have to let go of of some of that control or of some of that space or some of that perfectionism or um, what it may be. Maybe it's a programming for you to feel worthy. You have to be a rule follower more and have that acceptance. And you're like, oh, my gosh, why do I have this type seven who's so uh, loud and outspoken, and says these things and does these things that I can't believe. Like, what are people going to think of me? You know, there's this line, and they, that's why it's not a linear process. You know, you you get to these unity consciousness ideas, and you have to step back and go, okay, sense of self, sense of self. Is this is this my programming that I'm stuck on, or is this absolutely nurturing their unique? Gifts that they're going to share with the world. Okay. There's no, just, there's a lot of gray here. And if you're just practicing this mindfulness journey or a higher consciousness journey, you're just thinking about these things. You just become aware of them. You don't, there's no answer per se. You, you start and reflecting, hmm, what is this serving the greater good? Okay. And when, uh, you know, right now we're really contemplating where. You know what we we know we don't thrive as a family when we're back in a house, but at the same time we do like that we come back and there's a big washing machine. we do love that um, there's let's see what do oh my my husband loves his gym he loves that he gets to go work out uh, the kids love the trampoline. There's there's certain elements that we love, but we have we come together. In fact, <clears throat> I laughed. I, we should have recorded our myofascial release last night. We we're sitting there talking about so many random things, and we said, "Oh, on the app, are we going to be lead myofascial release live courses and have these type of conversations?" Because we're sitting there talking about, you know, what it, what. It, What our next move is going to be, and every I I always have everybody come in and bring your input. I go, I'm I'm really not a control freak in this sense. I'm just like, what do you guys think? What what would make you guys happy? And let's let's pro and con this. Let's come up with, you know, we're still a little bit on the fence uh, because you have so many variables outside of yourself, and it's a struggle, at least for me, to weigh in what my intuition is saying and what my logical brain is saying, and. There's this tug that um I I'm definitely uh, struggling with right now, so we we come to unity consciousness in different ways. We can look at it in our immediate family. We can look at it in our community. We can look at it in the world. But I do think in even a homeschooling sense, you want you're not going to have any happiness in in your homeschooling experience if. If you're just constantly struggling with the family unit, you know, so much of homeschooling is more about not the curriculum. It's like, how do I have all of my family in the same space 24 seven and we're not fighting or there's not bickering, you know, how do I create harmony in this? And so sometimes you have to start with just like the the book happiness. I told you guys in another podcast that I use that book happier uh, by, t- 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 yeah, I mean a butcher his name, so you know which one I'm talking about. The Yellow Book. Um, I used that book at some point. I said, "Okay, kids, what does present day happiness look like to you? And what does future happiness? And to a kid, you could that could mean next week or next month. It doesn't have to be ten years from now. But what would make you happy today? What would make you happy next week, next month? And let's let's just come together with a game plan there, and then." You might be able to leverage a little bit better of like, oh well, you know, you really uh, Tati wanted to go to Silverwood, the theme park. Okay, we can do that. We we already did it, but at the time, two months ago, I said, okay, you really want to do that? Like, what are you willing to contribute for that? What will you do? And she said, well, I'll keep my stuff a little bit more organized. I'll clean out my. She has a room that's like her her creativity room, uh, and. And so there's this, okay, well, that helps me not feel so stressed out because the house is constantly messy. And honestly, you guys, that's why I live in an RV. I can't stand my, my TE brain wants the house to be organized all the time. And that just doesn't happen with five kids. And in an RV, I don't care because I'm so busy being outside. I don't care if our RV is messy, but I do care when a house is messy. It makes no sense, but just thought you'd like to know, uh, know that about me. So unity, we got sense of self, S is for soul schooling, S is self, O, own it, own your uniqueness, own your kid's badassery, You, unity consciousness, unify your family first, okay, and then the absolute hardest one, let go, like all three of those might totally fail some days, like so many of the let go of the expectation. You should totally have the expectation and be willing to let it go at the same time. I I struggle with this. And yet at the same time, I get to live this so often, so, so often to just be like, all right, this is, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And I'm totally letting go because that did not go to plan. And that's okay. That, that, that's okay. Like letting go of so many uh, expectations we have for ourselves, expectations we have for our kids, expectations we have for extended family, for neighbors, for uh, what the world should look like as a whole. If we can all just let it go sometimes, then, then it's so much easier, right, to, to work on that S and the O and the U and then go to go back to letting it go. And it becomes a cycle. It becomes a circle. So the, the homeschooling Environment and really, does it have to be homeschooling? Can it be parenting? Absolutely. But the thing is, if you're choosing to do it in a parenting um, uh, sorry environment, you, you're how do I say this? There's a few people that have an amazing school where you're not fighting against the opposite of everything you're trying to create. But I know there's a few exceptions. But overall, for the most part, you, you're not in control. You're not creating the environment that truly nurtures self. And so it's really hard if you're sending your kids to school, that S, that sense of self, first, other people who aren't necessarily modeling a good sense of self are becoming the major influencers in that. And your kid's not getting that space to own that sense of self. So you're on an uphill battle that I haven't seen many people who can truly win that uphill battle. That doesn't mean it can't exist. It's just you're you're fighting against such a strong force that in this day and age, you asked me two years ago. I would have I wouldn't have been so opinionated about it. I would have just been like, yeah, whatever. That's that's your choice. I still let it go. I'm still, it's your choice. But as uh, as I realize, my sense of self is to share my journey. I'm supposed to express why or how we we've created this thing that seems a little different unorthodox defies the norm but it, it creates happiness and I think we we can value happiness or we can agree to value happiness so the uphill battle becomes um, such a struggle in your the influences of people who are maybe a little more ego driven um their programming is so strong to believe that um, their identity is a reflection of everybody around them. You know, that's that's the opposite of soul schooling. Soul schooling is all about drawing within. And so the more you can get rid of those uh, distractions around you, I'm going to tell a quick story about, you know, for Victor, stage one of, of how much happier he is now is first that we came up here to um that we came up here to polson and he had less actual distractions you know his he's also si but he's he's taking in you know he would have so many clients back to back and then you have the stimulus you know even if you're driving you're seeing billboards like literally on this property you're just staring at mountains and some deer that walk by and a lot of birds like there's not many distractions there's not even many cars that drive by um here. And in fact, I used to laugh because Victor would notice. He's like, you know, that's the only motorhome I saw drive by today. I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't notice those things. My NI brain's not paying attention to my surroundings as much. And so you, so for him, just being able to draw within, granted, he still has some distractions, but not many, I mean, not compared to what it was like in a city. And then we went to this festival for three days and normally Victor is constantly on his phone texting clients. Um, reco- he's just very distractible. He'll tell you, I'm distractible. I, he had doesn't recognize or didn't up until then recognize this anxiety of like, oh, I got to check my phone, or I got to see if somebody texted me. Maybe somebody canceled. I need to, I need to, I need to. And so for three days, he turned his phone off and and drew completely within. And we did all these yoga and breath work and listen to these amazing speakers. And I mean, the transformation was insane. It, it really is. And like, I can't believe how different our path is going to be now because of those three days. And so we, we have that. even if you don't think that uphill battle is that steep, I'm telling like, you don't know until you, until you put yourself in that situation. So try it, see, you know, give yourself. But the the hardest thing about homeschooling is if you try to homeschool and um, try to recreate school in your home, you're just trading one distraction or one uphill battle for another. So I encourage you and school does not need to start September 1st or end of August. Like if you have that mindset to Uh, I'm going to homeschool my kids. Homeschooling is 365, okay? It's every day showing up with that intention of, I want to help my child discover who they are. I want to help them love who they are. And I want to provide an environment for them to be able to express who they are, okay? Let that soak in. That is is what homeschooling is about. I want my child to discover who they are. I want them to love who they are. And I'm going to provide them an opportunity to express who they are. And we're going to wrap it up with that. Love you guys.